it's your turn. You got it. Hello, and welcome to 2002, Film Odyssey. Uh, we're coming at you with a special home video edition, our first one that we've ever done. Um, we had some scheduling changes, so your normally scheduled programming of uh, Mothman Prophecies and Storytelling is going to be pushed to next week. Um, what, what's your name, by the way? Well, yeah, I was getting to oh, that. Sorry. <laughs> I was getting to that. But uh, I just wanted to get this out of the way, just so people knew right away right. What, what's, happening. what's happening. So we're doing the home video edition. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is our first home video episode on American Pie 2. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is the very first installment of the home video edition. Now we're, so where are we on the release calendar for 2002 theatrically? We're on January 25th, right? That's right. Yeah. So So we're on the last weekend of January. Um, so for the home video edition, we're backing it up just a tad. Right. We're going to January 15th. That's right. 2002. That's right. Um, yeah, there were, there were a handful of DVD releases that I think we could have talked about that maybe have some note, like Fast and the Furious was January 2nd. Uh Um, but, uh, this was a good one to talk about. What what else came out on January 15th besides the movie we're going to talk about? Oh, sure. Yeah. Some, some big ones. Uh, Bubble Boy, Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> okay. film. Yeah. That's not one of the big ones. Uh, Glitter, mm-hmm. the notorious uh, failure, Mariah, Mariah Carey. Carey yeah. uh, Tron, looks like it got its DVD release. Yeah. It might have been, a tw- I think that was a 20th anniversary DVD uh, release. It was probably the first time it was ever on DVD, right? Well, this says DVD re-release. Oh, okay. So it might have gotten a, a very early DVD, uh, like 99-ish. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a few years later, got this 20th anniversary edition. Uh, Sabrina, the 1995 remake. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, Newsies got a DVD release. Young Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the Jungle Book got its first DVD release, the Disney Jungle oh, okay. Book. Okay, before I went back in the vault. Before I went back in the vault. Yeah, I don't know. There, the vault seems like kind of out of practice now. Like, yeah, the I vault. Don't think I don't think really... it's a thing in the uh, era of Disney Plus, right? right. Yeah, because yeah. like all those movies are available now. Yeah, and for a while, I remember. Some of them would go in the vault and they'd be, like, insanely expensive. Yeah. Like, you could sell those movies for so much money. Right. And you and I both worked retail in the era of the the vault, right? Right. And we would have to explain to people what it was like when movies Constantly. went yeah. in the vault. They're Someone, like, why can't I get yeah. Jungle Book? Or People would come in just asking for a Disney movie, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about how any of it worked. Right. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's in the Disney vault. And they would look at me like I just spoke like <laughs> Ukrainian or something. Yeah. I guess you could say temporarily out of print. Right. But Yeah. I mean, I guess I went with Disney vault because I thought 
oh, they, people might know yeah. what that is. Because in the ads, right, they'd be like, oh, it's going back in the vault. Right, yeah. right. It's Disney. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like I was saying, oh, yeah, Criterion Collection lost the rights to it or anything like that. Like, anything too, like, yeah. you know, movie nerdy. But, I don't know. You know, people would look at you and go cross-eyed. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was our January 15th DVD mm-hmm. releases. Um, just go over a couple of the other ones that came out before that. Yeah. That we probably won't do, um, episodes about. Uh, Jeepers Creepers. Mm, mm-hmm. Justin directed, Long. Yeah, directed by convicted pedophile. Victor Salva. Victor Salva. Uh, mm-hmm. Do Blank Man got a DVD release cool. with Damon Wayans. <laughs> uh, the Glass House, starring 88 Minutes, Lily Sobieski. Uh-huh. Uh, Still on Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, the Fast and the Furious, as we uh, mm. mentioned a second ago, uh, got its first V8. A lot of the funny thing about a lot of these, they all get VHS and DVD releases right. at this time. Like. Uh, VHS would get produced until, like, 2004. Is that right? About that. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I've read that The Prisoner of Azkaban was the last mainstream movie to get put out on VHS. Okay. okay. Interesting. Um, Fast and the Furious, uh, What's the Worst That Could Happen? Mm-hmm. Martin, Martin Lawrence. Danny DeVito movie. And looks like... Oh, Buckaroo Banzai mm. got a DVD release in 2002. That would have been fun. That's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mad Max also got a DVD release, the first Mad Max, which is just okay. That movie's horrible. Yeah, I like Mad Max. Yeah, it's yeah. just not... It's not as good as Road Warrior, but... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not really what you think of when you think of Mad Max. Like, I think of most people who knew what... Mad Max was from, like, Fury Road, watched the first Mad Max, they'd be like, how is this at all related? They'd be like, that's it? Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of some of our, uh, our DVD releases that we've passed by. So this is, what would you say, like, four years after DVD really, like, hit the market? Like, after... Yeah. I, I think of the rise of DVD to me is coincides with the matrix and that's exactly what i was thinking that's yeah. the first dvd i ever bought yeah um and and there were some before then but like the matrix was that that one that yeah that must own dvd mm-hmm. um i mean i remember buying like any given sunday the oliver stone movie mm-hmm. on like the like yeah. clamshell warner mm-hmm. brothers cases um i had it yeah mm-hmm Miami Sharks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Seaman Willie Beeman. Yep. A great, great Jamie Foxx performance in that movie. It is a it, pretty good early Jamie Foxx yeah, performance. Yeah, it's, it's a bad movie. Um, he's he's that, got all the ladies creaming. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nasty. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he's great in that movie. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the movie is pretty bad, but... Uh, yeah. It's directed like a fucking music video for like two and a half hours. It's so disorienting to watch. It's a it's a lot, that yeah, movie. Yeah, it truly is a lot. Yeah. James Woods is in it. James Woods is like <laughs> a, a corrupt team doctor who keeps giving him like uh illegal prescriptions and stuff. 
and yeah. like letting him play with concussions and stuff, which I think is like probably something James Woods would just would just <laughs> do. <laughs> Whenever I think about that movie, I'm like, maybe I should give that movie another shot. Maybe no. I should rewatch any given Sunday. Uh, I mean, I did it a few months ago. Um, I we talked about we talked about it. I think a couple episodes ago on but the Snow Dogs episode. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The funniest thing about that movie is that the NFL also exists yeah. in that universe. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's so bizarre to me that it's selling this big sports drama on what is essentially just, like, an arena football league team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's not boring. I'll give it that. Like, for a, a long movie, it's, yeah. like... It's pretty watchable. It's not boring, yeah. but it is bad. It's if, definitely bad. If memory serves. It's definitely bad. Yeah. So those are some early DVDs that we owned. Yeah. Uh, I also had, I think The Siege was the second DVD I ever bought. Interesting. With, uh, okay. Denzel and Bruce Willis and Annette Benning. Yeah. I've and, never seen that movie. Uh, Travis is a big fan of The Siege. Yeah, I think, uh, he's, he's threatened to make me watch it at some point, uh, because he was incredulous that when I told him I'd never seen it, <laughs> so, which I think is, like, a weird one <laughs> to be incredulous about. Like, there's some movies where it's, like, I'll tell Travis, oh, I've never seen that, where I get it, uh-huh. where, why he would think, oh, that's strange. Like, even Small Soldiers, which we recently watched. Right. I understand, because that movie would have appealed to, like, our age group. Right. Why, we, were, we were fourth graders yeah, when that came out. Yeah, like, why why he would think it's weird that I haven't seen it. But, like, The Siege doesn't really register like that for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay, I don't know. I missed some, like, 90s action <laughs> movie for adults. Sorry. <laughs> That's not even particularly well-remembered or liked. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll show it to you soon. Yeah. He'll force us to watch it. Right. Uh, you know what his next pick is, though, right? No. It's, it, he, I, I figured it out. I guessed it, and he confirmed that I guessed correctly. Okay, so I'm sure we've mentioned it on the show. We do our, like, weekly movie nights, yeah. and we rotate who gets to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the next upcoming pick is yours. Yeah. Uh, this week. Um, and then it's mine, and then it circles back to Travis again. Um, so for Travis's pick, we're going to be watching the uh, the new Home Alone mm. on Disney Plus. All right, which looks so bad. It looks so bad. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I made a joke that every Christmas, Travis and I are going to team up to like make your life miserable. <laughs> Uh, with, with our movie selection, because last year I picked, uh, uh, Battle of the Bulbs. Yeah. On my birthday, <laughs> yeah. we watched Battle of the Bulbs. Yeah. Which is a, uh, life, or a Hallmark. It was a Hallmark original Christmas yeah. movie, uh, starring Daniel Stern from Home Alone, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, Matt Frewer from Max Headroom. Yeah. Uh, and other stuff, right. like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um... And they're, like, competing neighbors with their light displays, their Christmas light displays. Very bad. Very bad. Extremely Canadian, if I remember right. Daniel Stern is not Canadian, (laughs) but everyone else, including Matt Frewer, is very Canadian. Yeah. We watched it about a year ago today. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... It's funny that you bring that up, because... 
this is a uh, this is a special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it our first home video episode, but also it's uh, we're recording this basically almost on your birthday. That's right. Yeah, twelve minutes before my birthday. Yeah, so this episode will come out one day after your birthday, um, and then also this episode is going to come out. Obviously, we're recording this after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving's happened. And then uh, by the time this episode comes out, Hanukkah will have started, mm-hmm. and Christmas will be a few weeks away, and we're officially in the throes of the holiday season. So I thought, what better way to kick it off than with a taste test uh-huh. for a new holiday-themed beverage, uh, which we've got sitting right here. And I know this is maybe a, a little outside of uh, the box for our, our movie podcast, yeah. But this is a this is a special occasion. Yeah, it's the holidays. Right, right. And this is this is something else. Yeah. So we're gonna try a, a soda. Yeah. I mean, this we may not see this ever again. In uh-huh. fact, I don't think we will ever see this again. I don't think this will be. I don't think this will be like a recurring thing for uh, Mountain Dew, the proprietors of this special flavored soda. But um, do you want to describe to our, our listeners what we're about to drink? Yeah, I'll do that. So this is uh, a Mountain Dew soda, and it's called Gingerbread Snapped. Yeah. So it's Mountain Dew fused with gingerbread. Yeah. The thing I love about the label is that it says, with a blast of artificial gingerbread flavor. <laughs> a like, blast. Yeah. With Mountain Dew, everything's a blast. Yeah, of course. But also, like, I didn't think it would be authentic gingerbread, like, blended up into... Like, can you imagine if there was, like, sediment at the bottom? <laughs> it's just, like, cookie dust? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I've never tried this. Have you tried this before? Uh, no, I'll be trying it for the first, the first time, time. Okay. on mic, yeah. All right. Well, I'll pour it then. All right. And we can yeah. capture the, uh, Let's get the, the audio. There it was. Love that sound. <laughs> I actually like... It's probably going to sound really loud because yeah, I was probably. right next to the microphone. I, I barely drink soda anymore. Uh, that's way too much, <laughs> I think. Do you need more? Is that enough? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <clears throat> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll want more. Do you want me to pour some of mine in there? They look <laughs> no. pretty even. Yeah, no, our no, glasses. You did a good job pouring. Yeah. It's just you poured the entire <laughs> bottle into both of our glasses, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, <laughs> well, cheers. It's split in half. Cheers. Okay. Let's All right, this. we're gonna taste it right now. Yep. Huh. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, it's uh, I think it's very gross. It doesn't taste <laughs> doesn't taste great. It's <laughs> so sweet. It's so sweet. It's, like uh, okay, I almost know, when I do drink soda, I usually just drink like Diet Coke or whatever. Yeah, and this is like a full calorie soda. Like the funny thing is, if you look at the if you look at the label. Uh-huh. It's like a hundred and seventy five percent or something of your daily sugar right. like in one bottle, <laughs> yeah, and obviously you know the, that's not like a perfect metric. everybody's body is different, but 
point being, that's like a lot of sugar. Um, and it, it's weird. It tastes... I expected it to taste more like just ginger ale. I kind of yeah. thought it would just sort of taste like ginger <clears throat> ale. But it's a lot sweeter. Yeah, it really tastes like gingerbread cookie mixed with Mountain Dew. Yeah. And that's not not good. And also a little bit like uh, nickels. Like, <laughs> like change. <laughs> like you're just sucking on some coins. <laughs> Gingerbread and some coins. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. But it's not uh, It's not bad. I don't hate it. I don't like it. I mean, I wouldn't drink a whole bottle. I'm not even going to drink Sorry. A, I'm not even going to drink half you. a bottle. <laughs> uh, it does underscore how upsetting it is to me that Pitch Black has never been brought back. Yeah. But they'll still do things like this. Right. Pitch Black, if you don't remember, was their grape... Soda, like a sour grape soda. Oh well, it wasn't sour the first time. It oh, was okay. sour when they brought it back for the second time. That's right. It was more sour mm-hmm. when they brought it back. Yeah, but both iterations were good. Yeah, um, and then when it was in uh, a Slurpee, yeah, it was um, Darth Dew. Darth Dew because it coincided with the episode three yeah, in two thousand five release. Yeah. yeah, Darth Dew. Yeah, that was a big that was a big thing in our lives in two thousand five. Was mm-hmm. Darth Dew? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the grape Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, they might bring it back at some point. Maybe they're actually. I. I I tweeted something about Pitch Black the other day, and this account randomly like replied to it and mm-hmm. said, "and said, yeah, we hope they bring back Pitch Black also." And it uh, was an account called "Bring Back Mountain Dew Pitch Black," oh. and all they do is tweet about <laughs> Mountain Dew Pitch Black, <laughs> and it's not me it running is, the account. It's not either one of us running no, the account. I don't think it's, right. I don't think it's you. I mean, I, I guess I don't know that. <laughs> it's not me. I know that. Yeah. Maybe it's Travis. Uh, maybe. And also our friend Brian really likes yeah, that's Mountain Dew Pitch Black. It has like 3,000 followers, so they're like huh? at least partially successful in getting people on board. Uh, and I saw it and I was like, all right, right on, man. I mean, it's it's my favorite Mountain Dew flavor. Yeah, period. definitely. Yeah. I, Even more than regular Mountain Dew. Yeah, I I was a huge Code Red guy when that first came out. But Pitch Black is still my all-time favorite. Code Red's still available. Uh, also, do you remember the orange one, Livewire? Yeah, that's still technically available, although mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't seen it in years. Huh. But it's like on the Mountain Dew website uh, because I actually had to look up where to find this to purchase. <laughs> uh, gingerbread snapped. Gingerbread snapped Mountain yeah. Dew. Um, there's also a flaming hot. Flavor, I think I heard about that. Yeah, well, we saw uh, Badlands Chugs yeah, chug it. That's right. Badlands Chugs, if you don't know, is a uh, YouTuber who just chugs beverages. Yeah, uh, I like to watch his videos. <laughs> and then I like to make my friends watch them with me. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should start a soda podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. This is a special occasion. Yeah. We'll special just, occasion. We'll just make this the up. holidays. Yeah. Yeah. This is our kicking off the holidays. You know, I actually could be okay with some fireball in there. Nice little uh, oh, holiday concoction. Yeah. yeah. That that might. Well, I was going to say that might be gross, but it but, couldn't I mean, get any grosser. You really. could try it. I mean. Yeah. If we could. We could. Yeah. 
We don't have Fireball here, so we can't try it. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. No. Well, so what are you pouring into your uh, into your drink there? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing? No. Uh, In case I ever run for office, we're not pouring anything into the... You're not allowed to drink if you run for office? I don't think so. Um, Well, (laughs) we should mention, too, that, like, the color of Mountain Dew uh, gingerbread snapped is, like, a dishwater white. Yeah, it looks gross. Yeah, it it doesn't look good. Uh, And then now now that there's a splash of um, an unnamed beverage in there... uh, it, it looks, looks more like dishwater. Yeah, it looks like urine almost. It like, yeah, it looks like urine. <laughs> uh, uh, well, cheers. Cheers. We'll try this version. Yeah. See if it improves it any. <sighs> yeah, it's better. It actually is better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take note, Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll call ourselves like... Uh, um, what a mixologist? Mixologist, yeah. yeah. We're, we're making fine craft cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew gingerbread snapped in fireball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dew ginger snapped in fireball. Yeah. But if I, if you're listening to this and I'm running for office, it's not no, it's, fireball. No. Who knows it's what a, it could be. It could be anything. A non-alcoholic cinnamon drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It, it's it's certainly an improvement. Um, well, so where were we? We were talking about home video, right? Well, uh, yeah. The other thing I wanted to get to before yeah. we actually get into the meat of the episode mm-hmm. is, like we mentioned, it is your birthday. Yes, uh, in uh, two, two minutes. minutes. It's now two it's minutes, almost my birthday. So. Um, this episode will be out after your birthday. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to give you your birthday gift live on the podcast. On mic. Thank you. On mic, yeah. Um, now, this is actually a little more related to movies okay. than Mountain Dew Gingerbread Snap. So, um, right, Should I open it now? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want to wait like the minute? No. Well, if I open it, it'll probably take me a minute to open it's now 11.59. I didn't wrap it that well, but yeah. I'll go slow. Sure. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Okay, so what? Yeah, alright. It's not even what you think yet. Uh, oh. Alright. <laughs> So this is awesome already. Yeah, uh, it's got a little door flap you can see inside. Very nice. <laughs> uh, pr- probably the best birthday gift I've ever received. <laughs> it's up there. It's in the top five. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll describe. Yeah, it. it's my birthday gift. Yeah, of course. So this is a uh, an action figure. Uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kind of doll size. Yeah, yeah. It's a. License to Kill, James Bond 007 action figure, but it is, uh, it's Robert Davi's character, mm-hmm. uh, Franz Sanchez, <laughs> from License to Kill. <laughs> oh, man, and it's got the submachine gun and a sword and a 
a clip? Is that a clip from for his submachine gun? Is that uh, ammunition? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that Maybe is. Maybe read the details. I don't know. Um, well, either that that's a very cool action figure. Yeah, I had no idea that Robert Davi uh, had any kind of action <laughs> figure. So when I saw this thing, I had to pick it up because uh, Robert Davi is a <clears throat> mainstay in our uh, quarantine. Uh, yeah, purchase or not purchases viewings. So um, he's a very uh, you know capable '80s '90s bad guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was a Bond villain once upon a time. A great Bond villain. Not a Bond and, film I've ever seen, but you're a big Bond head. Yeah. So when I saw the Robert Davi <laughs> and it was a licensed kill thing, I thought, oh, that's yeah. perfect. Uh, this is a great gift. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. License to Kill, I think, is a pretty good Bond movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. Miami Vice meets Bond. Yeah, that sounds fun, for sure. Uh, I actually haven't seen either of the Daltons, but I, I, I remember you telling me that this one was fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think they're both pretty good, both the Daltons. But yeah, this is a good action figure. Yeah, yeah, I like the, the, <laughs> the His facial, uh, facial features are it's pretty good, good. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good, uh, maybe one day we could get Robert Davi on the show. Uh, Davi. Yeah, I don't, he'll have to cancel one of his Fox News appearances, <laughs> but I'm um, sure we could probably yeah. squeeze him in. Yeah, I mean, if he just wants to talk about Bond, that'd be fine. <laughs> as long, he as, want to talk as, long as we don't talk politics. <laughs> Bond or... Uh, <laughs> uh, what are some other Davi joints? What, what have we watched with Robert Davi? Uh, didn't we watch a movie starring Robert Davi? Uh, if it's unclear, during quarantine, we watched a lot of really bad, like, straight-to-video 80s and 90s action movies. Yeah, so during quarantine, we watched uh, Raw Deal, where he was yeah. the villain. Uh, action Jackson, mm-hmm. where he was the villain, right? Yeah, those are both pretty pretty good Action movies. And then we also watched The Taking of Beverly Hills. That's right. Where he was. The villain. Once again, the villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's also in Die Hard. Uh, he's not the villain in Die Hard, though. Yeah. He's one of the <laughs> FBI agents, yeah. right? Uh, Agent Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson, yeah. Which is like a weird moment of levity <laughs> in that movie, which yeah. is pretty funny. Because the, the other Johnson is also in License to Kill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I think he's also in Action Jackson, so they work together. They're pals. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a probably the only Robert Davi action figure that exists. This will proudly be displayed in my living room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should probably talk to your wife about that. Much chagrin uh, <laughs> to my wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Much yeah. to the chagrin. Uh, 
I also realized uh, as you opened it that I forgot to get all the price tags off of it. So oh, that's okay. Oh, whatever. I won't. I won't look at them. Yeah. I, I like the, the the packaging. Looks like a VHS. Uh, yeah, it looks cool, huh? Yeah. It, it, it actually is genuinely like a cool like toy for that movie. <laughs> like I don't. It's <laughs> very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes me sad they don't make things like this anymore. Um, I think it, that was made relatively recently. Um, I want to say the company is like kind of like a, a specialty toy oh, dealer. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I don't know how recently. Like, if you look at the 007 logo on, like, the side, it uh, it looks more like late 90s, maybe. But yeah. It might have been early, early 2000s. There was also, I will say, and I considered grabbing it also, because it wasn't that much more, um, a Jonathan Price action figure from <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies. I, I actually had that action figure <laughs> when I was really? a kid. Yeah. I think I broke it or lost it or something, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it, also probably the only Jonathan Price action figure that's ever been made, uh, which is the funny thing about Bond villains, especially when they <laughs> cast, like, sort of non-traditional uh, actors, right. like Jonathan Price, who's just, like, an egghead character actor, and it's like, well, he might get a toy just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was before they just cast, like, uh, best actor winners. Yeah, but even then, like, could you imagine, like, if they did Quantum of Solace toys and there was, like, a, a Matthew, <laughs> Matthew. Amalric uh, action figure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> I'll put it next to my Diving Bell on the Butterfly <laughs> action figure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good action figure. Nice. Yeah, we gotta watch this movie soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I, I, I'm I, always up for the Bond movies. It's Travis who's the sticking mm-hmm. point there. Yeah, License to Kill rules. But now that you know he's picking Home Alone, uh... 2021, whatever yeah. it's called, uh, go nuts. Who yeah. cares? Fuck them. <clears throat> I, I wasn't sure if... what We're seeing a movie tomorrow night. I wasn't sure if that was officially considered my pick. I don't think so. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't count it as Okay. Because, yeah, no, that's separate thing. Yeah. We're, we're seeing the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie tomorrow. That's right. 70 millimeter, yeah, baby. on my, my birthday. Yep. Very excited. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. Mm-hmm. Saw a guy in a licorice pizza shirt the other day. Yeah. I think the old the store. record store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not the shirt, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen the movie yet, so we don't really know exactly why it's called licorice pizza. Right. I'm sure it's yeah. just, you know, a general reference to the record store as the a era. staple. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, excited for that. Excited mm-hmm. to see something... Probably really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know, but probably. I'm, yeah, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, excited for that. Yeah. Also want to check out the Ridley Scott movie, House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. Just see what that's like. I don't know, have you watched anything recently? Mm, oh, no. No, I don't think I've seen anything in theaters since uh, French Dispatch, which we've already talked about right. on this show. I've watched uh, Darjeeling Limited mm. uh, on Blu-ray okay. since then. After we talked about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Which I'm still a defender of. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. 
uh, yeah, our, our Wes Anderson ranks probably our most controversial takes so far. Yeah, some people really show. did not like uh, how low we both ranked Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. I've heard all about it. I've yeah. heard it from multiple people. <laughs> um, uh, and how high I had Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, there's a couple common wise ass opinions for Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, the most common I see is usually like people who say The Life Aquatic is their favorite Wes Anderson movie, which I think is just kind of a, a as much as an opinion can be wrong. I would say that's a wrong opinion, <laughs> even though I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, just a. This might be a tangent, but what is the biggest budget? a Wes Anderson movie has ever had. Is it The Life Aquatic? It's got to be The Life Aquatic. It has to be, right? I would think so, yeah. 40 million, I think? Are you guessing? Is that that's your a guess. guess? Yeah. Okay, well, that's just what I remember from hearing back in the day. Let's take a look. It had a budget, estimated budget, of $50 million. Oh, 50. Okay. That has to be the biggest. I can't imagine you uh, ever got a budget bigger than no. that. No. The only thing I can think of that could possibly rival it would be like Grand Budapest mm-hmm. and there's no way uh, probably not right well, I'm going to check that one right now no that 25 million yeah and 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 that that was 50 million in like 2004 also right. so adjusted for inflation you know it's it's a little more so yeah, I mean, I think that might have been the last time studios thought of Wes Anderson as a potential money maker. <clears throat> now, right. now it's more of a yeah, make something good for our collection kind of right. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big budget. Yeah, it is. Was that the last movie he did with uh, uh, a Touchstone? Touchstone. Yeah, because the next movie would have been Darjeeling, which right. was with. Fox, Fox Searchlight. Right. Yeah. Searchlight. Searchlight. I wonder if that played into it. Maybe. Uh, they were yeah. like, fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gave us this movie <laughs> for $50 million <laughs> and nobody went and saw it. I mean, okay, that movie made you know, some money, but like... Yeah. Yeah. Good for him, I say. I mean, yeah, if you're going to get the budget. But it is, it is interesting, like... I don't know. You hear about you hear about this kind of a lot sometimes with some directors, um, ones who are good at using all of their budget or whatever, and then they finally get money to spend, and it feels like bloated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is funny that that is like easily his most bloated feeling movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also the one with the biggest budget. So, not a coincidence, I guess. Yeah. That, I gotta rewatch that. It's been a little while. It had been it had been a pretty long time before I rewatched it a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still I still like it. Like we said in that episode, yeah. Um, just I think it's weird when people say that's their favorite. I guess I just don't get it. But I mean, more power to you. It's just I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun, but it's it's the it's only also, it's the only one with a shootout, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe if that's your criteria, <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it's just like it's it's not the most of anything. Like 
it's not the most fun of any of his movies. It's not the most like emotional of any of his mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe people are just into nautical themes. Maybe. Jacques Cousteau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask another question that would lead us into a longer discussion about Wes Anderson, but we've already talked about this, and this yeah. episode's not even about no, I guess Wes we Anderson. Should, I guess we should uh, get focus back up. We've, yeah. we've already litigated and relitigated Wes Anderson yeah. enough, I think. We'll, we'll do a, an entire episode about Wes Anderson at some point. Yeah. 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 When because... Does- When's the Royal Tenenbaums DVD coming The out? Royal Tenenbaums DVD came out in July of 2002. Okay. So, so we'll get to we've it. We've got time. Yeah, but, eventually. But yeah, that'll be a yeah. good opportunity for us to talk even more. Um, and I, I Maybe I'll have watched Isle of Dogs by then. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> uh, but this episode, this home video episode is about American Pie 2. That's right. American Pie 2. Yes. Sequel to Surprise Hit? I feel like that movie probably wasn't expected to be probably as not. big of a hit as it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, did, uh, now, did you see the first American Pie in theaters? I did. I did. Um, I really lobbied to see it because uh, I was too young, yeah. probably, to see it. And I ended up going with my stepsister. Um, didn't get all the jokes. I definitely remember that. Because we would have been, uh, 12, is that right? Or 11? Uh, well, when, when did, when did it come out in the Uh, year? AP1, American Pie 1, came out <laughs> in 1999. Uh, yeah. Around the same time as the Blair Witch Project, I think. Okay. Let me get the actual month here. Yeah. Uh, do you have a guess on the date? Uh, I'll say, uh... July 9th. That's exactly right. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that was a total guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm is just it, kidding. It's not July 9th. No, it, it, it's oh, July it is July 9th. 9th. Yeah, it's July 9th. Oh, shit. Yeah. That that was a guess, by the way. Um, we'll see. Yeah, all right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that movie came out in July, so I would have been 11 going on 12. And I think you would have been uh, uh, 12. 12 going on 13. Right. Yeah. Because I'm a year-ish older. Yeah, you're 10 months older than me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, so I did see it in theaters. Um, I think I just liked a lot of the music. I like, you know, Blink-182 mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I really wanted to see it. And it was, I think it, it had already been kind of established as like, I didn't see it opening weekend. Mm-hmm. It had already been kind of established as, like, being this, like, hit comedy yeah. that everyone's really into right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this was an era where I watched, like, a lot of MTV and stuff like that. So yeah. would have been a lot of cross-promo with that. Um, so I did go see it. I successfully lobbied one of my parents, uh, my mom, I think, mm-hmm. um, to let me go see it. And uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't fully understand all the jokes. All the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see it in theaters? I actually did not see it in theaters. I saw it right when it came out on DVD. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, what, 2000? Uh, or later in 1989, maybe? Maybe they got it out in time for Christmas. I mean, this was a time when movies took forever yeah. to actually come out on home video. Yeah, I remember I, whenever it came out, I rented it at the same time I rented uh, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> so for some reason I was allowed to see those, both of those movies as a 13-year-old or 12-year-old. Uh, yeah, funny, uh... Funny thing about this movie, I guess, yeah. is that it was released in the the UAE, United Arab Emirates, mm-hmm. in March of 2012. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They got it pretty late. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Man, so they're going to get American Reunion in like <laughs> yeah. 2028. Let, let us know what you guys think yeah. of that one eventually. Yeah, and it wasn't released in India until last year, February 2020. What was? American Pie. Wow. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of countries have, like, yeah. know, stricter, like, you know, standards and stuff yeah. for movies. Um, but yeah, this says the internet release date for American Pie. Obviously, it didn't get, like, a theatrical run. Mm-hmm. Um in India was February 18th, 2020. Wow. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> at that point, it's almost like, why bother? Right. But, Man. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I saw this, like, right when it came out on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the pie movies are are notable to us, especially, because... They're filmed around here where we grew up. Yeah, uh, like they're set in what East Great Falls, it's like a made-up city in Michigan. Yeah, they take place in Michigan, but they were largely filmed around <laughs> Long Beach, California. Yeah, Southern California yeah. area. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to dox myself, but I guess I have a personal connection, you know, because one of the locations was where my dad worked. Uh-huh. So I won't say which one. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember that because I remember my dad talking about them filming mm-hmm. a movie at at his work. And then, um, yeah. Uh, was- yeah. Yeah, they were all... And then, like, several schools around here. Uh, like, Poly High School. And then even uh, Cal State Long Beach... I think I think we've mentioned before on this podcast that we're from Long Beach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. yeah. We live in Long Beach, California. Yeah. It's a big city. Yeah. Uh, um you want to hear something interesting though? Yeah. Okay, so American Pie 2 mm-hmm. was released on the internet in India in October of 2019. <laughs> so they got that one before the first one. Wow. That's uh wild. Yeah. I mean, it's still very late. I yeah. Mean, obviously, that's, you know, 19 years after it came out. Man. Yeah, I saw that movie when I was a teenager, and then it came out in India when my uh, son was born. Yeah. After, <laughs> shortly after my son was born. Right. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, so I did not see American Pie 1 in theaters. I saw it on DVD, and then I bought the uh, the DVD, um, that, like, special edition with the clear slip case. Mm-hmm. Or not slip case, it was like a gatefold yeah. DVD. Uh, so I had that, and then I saw American Pie 2 opening night with my dad. Nice. Yeah, because I was pretty excited for it. Yeah. Uh, he loved it, what and I loved think? it. I, I thought it was pretty funny, also. I mean, American Pie 2 is a movie that you and I have had a lot of fondness for over the years. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, I wouldn't call it an unironic love. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we've watched it. A little, but... Yeah. Yeah. I think we both understand it's a bad movie. Yeah. But it remains watchable. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some stuff that, like, is not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in retrospect, from a, from a specific time and place, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. When you can have two Sum Forty One songs on the soundtrack, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two different ones, two different Sum Forty One. I mean, that songs. was the year of Sum Forty One, two thousand one. Yeah. Um, when did that album come out? Um, uh, All killer, no filler. Yeah, was what it was called. Uh, Which is ironic because that album was mostly filler. <laughs> There's two <laughs> all filler except for the, the one two hit. killers. Yeah, uh, in too deep and fat lip, right? Right. Well, it came out 2001. Okay, so obviously that, that was the year uh, May 8th, 2001. So, and this movie came out August 10th. 2001. Okay. So it was, it was it wasn't really a year. It was the summer of some 41. Yeah. Summer 41. Yeah. That uh brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. I mean, I I had that that on CD. Yeah. I think I had a burned copy of that mm, CD. Okay. You know, so you didn't you didn't get access to the uh the liner notes which no. were pictures of them like shaking their cheeks around and being photographed with flash uh, photography. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I owned it, but yeah. Having worked at a, a music store, I've seen it. Um, um, Fat Lip, I can still appreciate, even though that's not a song I ever like want to like listen yeah. to. I don't ever put it on, but I can kind of appreciate it. And it's like one hit wonderness. Yeah, uh, but not in too deep. In too deep. No, I don't really have much. Uh, in too deep. I always it. associate with the end of American Pie too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I would say that it, a- any appreciation I have for that song is because of this movie, mm-hmm. um, and also because of that stupid toast that they do <laughs> at the end of this movie. <laughs> uh. Well, we're jumping ahead to the end of the movie. Well, all right, yeah, we we can we can, can back it up, back on track. We're yeah. just kind of given our personal history yeah, with of the American Pie viewing American Pie to two. this point. Uh, um, so, like I said, I saw American Pie two in theaters opening night, uh, and that was a good theater experience because the crowd was really into it. Yeah. Uh, did you see it in theaters? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely did. Um, I don't know if I went opening night. I probably would have gone opening weekend for mm-hmm. sure. Because um, I was a couple years older. It was an easier sell to my yeah. parents to be able to go see it. Yeah. Especially after I'd already seen the first one. 
Um, and also, I don't think my parents watched the first one, so they didn't really, like, you know, know that he, like, fucks a pie in that movie. Sure. Um, yeah, I definitely would have gone. Um, it was a big... It was a big crowd pleaser. I think I went with my friend who I saw Super Troopers with in okay. theaters opening night, which yeah. was another big crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, kind of amazing that Super Troopers had as big of an audience as it did, considering nobody knew who any of those guys were. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but also, that just kind of reflects the difference in movies now versus, like, if Super Troopers came out, there'd be, like, three people in the theater, maybe. Yeah. Um, It wouldn't even come out in theaters, probably. Yeah. It'd be, like... Straight to Netflix. Like, a Hulu original or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I I definitely went and saw it. um, And I don't really remember what I thought of it, though. I don't really remember... I'm sure I didn't like it as much... Or, I don't know. Maybe I thought it was better. Who knows? Um, <laughs> American Pie Two. We're talking American Pie Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really, I don't really remember what I thought of it. I know I liked yeah. it though. Uh, yeah, I remember my uh, audience being really into the big set pieces. Yeah, the um, the big gags. I specifically the first one. I yeah. Both both viewings. Yeah. Um, but when I saw the first one, like, when Stifler, like, comes, or when Kevin comes in the cup and then Stifler drinks it. Yeah. Says the near beer line. Uh That was not really a joke I fully understood (laughs) when I was, like, 11. You're like, uh, what's in the beer? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, he Uh, popped a loogie in the beer. Yeah. I, I don't know what I thought, but I remember that bringing down the house yeah. when when Stifler drinks it. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, similarly in 2, like, well, when he gets peed on, right? Yeah, That's there's like a scene where the, he gets peed on, yeah. yeah. And uh, th- that, I think, is one of my, like, all-time theater-going experiences where I remember the crowd being, like, super into it and, like, thinking it was hysterical. What are What are some other... Ones like that, theater experiences, or you just remember the energy of the crowd? Uh, as far as comedy goes, definitely the printer being uh, beat up in office space. That was a good, that was a cool experience seeing that in theaters, like when it came out. Mm. I remember the the crowd being really into it. Uh, Austin Powers, definitely. Yeah. The, uh, elongated, um, the P, <laughs> the P scene. The P scene, yeah. That was, uh, because it was the first time I'd ever, like, that was my, like, on-ramp to that kind of comedy, sort of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd seen, like, the, you know, I was a big fan of Wayne's World, but that P gag just uh, killed me and it killed my uh, crowd. I Austin Powers International Mystery is still super funny. Mm-hmm. Um the the part where he gets the little motorized cart stuck in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still super funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, comedy wise, those are big ones like Office Space, 
uh, Austin Powers, uh, yeah, the pea scene from American Pie. What are, or do you have any that you can think of? Uh, one I really remember, movie we saw together, uh, was Jackass 3. Uh, Which, I don't think we saw no, the third one. Two, we saw the two. second one together. Yeah, Jackass yeah. two. Yeah, That's true. It wasn't three. Those movies really they get they get the crowd. Yeah, going. Yeah, which is why I'm excited for the new one. Although at the same time, my movie going habits are much more prone to uh, going at weird times, yeah. specifically a- to avoid. avoiding crowds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. These days. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I'll, I'll get that opportunity, at least not in a way I feel super comfortable with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's that's one that I can really recall. Um, uh, that would have been Jackass 2. So the, what was that, like the butt chug... Uh, yeah, uh, was that the Paper Cuts one? Too? I think the Paper Cuts was the first one, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite moment from the first Jackass? Because hmm. I know what mine is. What's yours? It's the uh, the golf course, the uh, air horn gag, where they would, every time uh, someone would tee up, and they would, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. They would blow an air off horn, the golfers. piss off the golfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was Cause, good. Because uh, I wasn't really a big jackass guy going into the first jackass, right? Uh, and I wasn't even really a big jackass guy, like for most of my life. And then later yeah. on, I was like, you know what? Those movies were pretty funny. Yeah, I, I definitely. I think I had I resisted their charm for a long time. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, now now where it's like kind of in retrospect, I I really uh, enjoy yeah. them uh, for what they are. Yeah, it's just this kind of bizarre sort of form of art, <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> first one I. I'm looking over the list of like bits of, right now. Of, uh, uh, was that the one with the 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 like toilet store gag, or that was the second one? Yeah, I don't know. They all kind of. That's part of the problem. Is they all kind of run they, together. They blend for together. Me. A yeah, little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, the the toilet store where the guy poops in the display toilet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the first one. The first one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're coming from the perspective of people that weren't really into it at the time. Right. I, but later on, we're like, you know, that was actually pretty good. We were a little snobby back then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely would have been uh, after American Pie 2 came out. I think American Pie, when American Pie 2 came out, I was a little more open to the, the big you know, crowd pleasers. Because mm-hmm. um, I also remember liking Tomcats yeah. when that came out. And that movie is so fucking terrible. <laughs> Truly one of the, th- like, three worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Very bad film. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah. So I, I liked the American Pie movies. I liked a lot of, like, MTV-type music and stuff like that in 2001. Um, and then, yeah, as... Our tastes matured. I think we had kind of that adverse reaction where we kind of write off all of it as being bad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think was kind of my personal 
sort of germ reaction to yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the American Pie movies, I wrote off as being not good, and you know they're they're really not good. <laughs> they're not. Well, they're I, not. The first, I think the first one's okay. Yeah. I think the first one's okay. Um, even though I like watching one and two, I think they're very watchable. Dated movies. in many ways, but totally. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, the first two American Pies hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. Uh, I think they represent a, such a specific time period, yeah. too, where they're like these, they're like, it's the sort of rebirth of the teen sex comedy genre, mm-hmm. yeah. but specifically in 1999. When, when we were teens. Yeah, right. We it were was, freshly teens. It was right at that point in our lives when we were sort of becoming teenagers yeah. starting to grow up and you know figuring out how the world yeah. works and stuff like that. But we were going into high school when American Pie 2 came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh what three probably 3 weeks before school started. Something like that. Yeah. About that. Yeah. yeah. So it would have been like the last hurrah of summer. And that movie is when you think about it, the way that movie ends cuz they it ends with them throwing their big End of summer bash, yeah, uh, perfectly timed mm-hmm. release for that film, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Saw that movie right before we started high school. Yeah, the same high school, the same high school. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, should we? Should we get into? Let's let's dig into AP two. Yeah. a little bit. Uh. So the what's the plot of American Pie One? It's uh, uh, a group of friends, right? Four friends, yeah, all from different like sort of archetypal, yeah, uh, movie characters. Um, we talked about this a few minutes ago before we actually started recording. But it's like kind of funny that Kevin, played by Thomas Ian Nicholas, the yeah, the Rookie of the Year kid, is like kind of the straight man mm-hmm. character. Yeah, um, I don't mean sexual orientation i just mean like as a character mm-hmm. um but he's like so boring and uninteresting <laughs> the movie doesn't really center around him yeah he's like i feel like he's meant to be kind of the audience surrogate yeah sort of yeah but he's very boring totally yeah, yeah. and i, I think, feel like i relate more with jim yeah and i think i'm sure it was a movie they did like lots of test screenings for and like I bet there are different cuts of that movie where yeah. there's more Kevin and less Jim, right. probably. I mean, who knows, but probably. I that mean, there sense. has to be, I would think. And yeah. then Jim just had to have popped so much more yeah. because he's, like, yeah. funny and at least a little interesting compared to Kevin, who mm-hmm. really only exists to, what, have an older brother played by Casey Affleck with the sex yeah. book. Right. That's, like, Kevin's main... main uh, uh, addition to the movie because he become he uh, comes up with the idea of the pact, right? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin is the driver of the pact, and they, yeah. they're four uh, virgins. It's mm-hmm. uh, their senior year. Their senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. It's Jim. It's played by um, Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. Uh, Kevin is Thomas Ian Nicholas, the rookie of the year kid. Mm-hmm. I was uh, going to say Thomas Ian Church. <laughs> <laughs> You're mixing up with Thomas Ian Thomas Church. Church. Yeah. yeah. Thomas Ian Nicholas from rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Striker, Oz, played by <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> the worst actor of any movie ever, Kevin Klein. Uh, Chris Klein. Chris Klein. Not Excuse Kevin. Klein. Oh my God! Yeah, uh, that's sorry to Kevin Klein. Yeah, um, not no, the worst actor ever. No, but Chris Klein is. Chris Klein's so bad. If you ever get bored, look up his clips from uh street fighter the <laughs> yeah. legend of chun li is uh john nash right uh is his character name i don't remember his first name but i just remember or eddie nash i can't remember nash out nash was out, his. Yeah. uh chris klein who is so funny in these movies yeah. unintentionally uh he's got some line deliveries yeah. that are real choice uh, yeah. and, uh but not in the way he intended while he's not an actor, I think is a very good actor. Uh, he couldn't have been more perfectly cast in Election. Right? Yeah, Election. Election is the one. It's like an anomaly. It's the one that knows kind of what Chris Klein is, yeah. whereas the other ones try and present to us like, "Oh, Chris Klein's a normal kid or mm-hmm. whatever, or a normal guy." Yeah. But Election's the one where like this guy's got something goofy and weird about him. <laughs> like there's something off at the same time as him being this kind of like yeah. all American looking kid. But it's the one that really gets that he's being like spot on right. casting. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great in election. Election yeah. is the fantastic best, movie. Best use of Chris Klein. Totally. And then the fourth kid is Eddie K. Thomas, right? That is his name? Yeah, Finch? Eddie K. Thomas, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're the four. They make their sex mm-hmm. packs by prom, yeah, right? They, prom night? Yeah, they say they will uh, lose their virginity by prom night, and they will help each other accomplish this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so over the course of that movie... Um, Oz's lacrosse buddy, Sean William Scott, mm-hmm. of course, Stifler, yeah. um, is sort of becomes like an audience favorite, mm-hmm. which explains why he's got a much bigger role in all of the sequels than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any thoughts on Sean William Scott as Stifler? Uh, um, wh- why am I blanking on... What's uh, Sean Penn's character character's name from uh fast times uh spicoli spicoli yeah i feel like uh like younger people now will hear about stifler and will think about him in similar ways that we thought about spicoli (laughs) when we were (laughs) when we were uh like younger uh moviegoers uh, yeah, maybe if they stop, like they'll like, never. They're like, too. oh, we haven't really seen those movies, but we know basically what he's all about. Yeah, I guess Stifler is like famous just as the name. Yeah, like Stiffmeister. <laughs> um, yeah, if if you never see like American Reunion, the fourth one, then uh-huh. then maybe Stifler would have some fondness in your in your mind. Um, uh, yeah, so Stifler is basically the. Uh, the like uh, inappropriate, outspoken. Yeah, he's just like a pervert jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kind of is like chaos. He's mm-hmm. like he's like chaos, chaotic character meant to throw them into mm-hmm. situations and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Sean William Scott's like awful <laughs> in all of these movies. And it's amazing to me that he ever. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, popped and got like a larger movie career yeah. based on these. I, I like get it and I don't. 
Yeah, totally. Um, Anytime he's ever asked to do anything, like, more than Stifler, maximum Stifler, it's terrible. Right. Because in in the third, the American Wedding is the most Stifler-centric. Yeah, he has a character arc in that one. A character character ark in quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and he has to, like... Make up for, atone for his mistake in that movie. That movie, <laughs> right. that movie sucks. Three and four are really bad. Yeah, we can I guess get that out of the way now. I think yeah, we've said this. One and two have charm. Three and four are yeah, um, well because they took what uh, two years off in between one or two and uh, three? so American Pie two came out in two thousand one. American Wedding came out in two thousand three, and then American Reunion came out in two thousand. 11? I think it's 11. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so both of those have, I mean, okay, I guess, I guess same distance between one and two is between two and three. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> my thought when we, we, we were watching a little bit of America Pie 2 a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. my thought was like, the more these movies get away from high school, Mm-hmm. The less defensible the content in the movie <laughs> yeah. gets, because like the first movie, oh, they're horny teens. Yeah, it makes sense that they're like not good people. Yeah, the second movie, oh, it's the first summer, their first summer after college. Yeah, like it's still not that. They're far still like moved. supposed to be like nineteen or yeah twenty. Yeah, um, but then American Wedding. It's like they've graduated college, I believe, at that point. Uh, yeah, like, they've got jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of them's getting married, Jim. Uh-huh. Uh, spoiler. Uh, and then Reunion. They're, is, uh, they're much older. Yeah. They're, uh, they've got to be, like, in their late, mid to late 30s. Right. right? And I mean, the one thing I think you can say about Reunion, I guess that's smart, is that the only character that's, like, truly the same is Stifler, which makes sense yeah. that his character would be, like, the one hanging on to his persona and glory days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's still just so many situations in those movies where you're just like, this isn't funny. Like, <laughs> that's a 30-year-old guy, like, basically just sexually harassing people. And you're like, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it, in in terms of, like, not aging well, like, there's some gags in these movies that, uh, they're crimes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) and it gets worse, too. It does get worse. The worst ones are in the 2011 movie. Uh, When I, I rewatched all these movies last year during (laughs) quarantine, because, as we've said, I... You know, what else did better did I have? To, I mean, okay, I had better things to do than rewatch the American Pie movies. But that was one of the things I did. And uh, I actually rewatched them in descending order that time. Okay. So I, I started with Reunion and then worked backwards, um, which ended up being, like, a nice way to do it because by the time, you know, I got through with three, which I was... 
no, you know, not having a great time with the four and three, <laughs> yeah. but like two and one really felt like treats yeah. like kind of in comparison. Right. Um, and by the time I got the first one, which I think is like easily the best movie of the four, yeah. um, not including the <laughs> direct to video presents series. Which uh, I don't even know how many of those there are. There's like six placed, <laughs> um, including one last year. Yeah. Um, the Naked Mile. The Naked Mile is one of them. The Book of Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandcamp? Bandcamp. Beta something. Mm. Uh, and then Girls Rules was last year, the one that gender swapped. The Got concept. It. It's, yeah. it's basically the first movie, but gender swapped. Um and Jim's dad appeared in uh, almost all of them. Right? All of them except for the one last year. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't in that one. But he was in all the other previous ones. Um, I think the only other actor that shows up in those from the main series of films besides Eugene Levy is uh, Chris Owen, the Shermanator. Oh, the Shermanator, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so back to... The the plot. Of plot the of the American first Pike. one. Uh, one, yes. Yeah, we were finishing that. <laughs> we should, uh, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll not make this one like a four-hour No, yeah, episode. we'll make it quick. Yeah. But um, they, they make a pact. They make the pact. Yeah. Uh, you meet Stifler, of the course, of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, by prom night, Jim loses his virginity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin loses his virginity with Tara Reed, his girlfriend, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Um, Finch loses his virginity with Stifler's mom, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge, mm-hmm. um, great in the Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, uh, good, good in these movies. I mean, yeah. it's a not like substantial deep character, sure. yeah, yeah. But um, and then Oz and Mina Suvari, yeah, don't have sex. They just, like, lay out in the stars. Yeah. Naked. Yeah. On a uh, beach chair, right? Uh, yeah, uh, like, wrapped a, in a blanket. On a dock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, that, that's how the movie ends. Oh, and Jim loses his virginity to Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Of course, as you plays, probably know, uh, the band geek. Michelle. Michelle. The band geek, yeah. And she uh, ditches him. So he stood up. Yeah. One night stand. Um and then that's how the movie ends. They go to, yeah, they're graduating, so and then most of them lose their virginity. Yeah. yeah. So Oz doesn't, but he's like, "Oh, we made a choice." Yeah. He, <laughs> he emotionally matured. Yeah. Uh, Chris Klein's character, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a performance. <laughs> he's got. He's got. He's, uh, an, he's an actor. Oh my god! Uh, I wish I could. Dis, like adequately describe what Chris Klein's performance is in these movies. I think you just have to see them to believe what he does. Yeah, most of the time, like there's there's a part where he just like he's like blending and he's like making smoothies <laughs> and he just goes like <laughs> and he just has this weird laugh. Yeah, I, just, I, I like when I watched it last year. I literally recorded that yeah. off my TV on my phone just so I could show you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, should we skip ahead 
to American Pie 2. Then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's how that movie basically ends, yeah. is we, you know, find out who does or doesn't have sex, and then it ends with them, you know, getting ready to go off to college. Yeah. Uh, and there, there's some big, big gags and set pieces in the first one that are basically replicated for the second one. Yeah, right. I mean, they know they know who they, you know, it's like, we have to do something gross with Stifler. Yeah, Stifler does something gross, like he, you know, eats a pubic hair, or, no, he never eats a pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> that might as well be something that happens. That, maybe that happens in the third one. <laughs> drinks uh, semen, or... Yeah, you know. first one he drinks semen, second one he gets peed on. Yeah. Uh, you gotta have Stifler react to something, not really knowing exactly what's happening, and yeah. then he realizes it and gets mad. And then Jim gets embarrassed yeah. uh, a couple times in the opening and then in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and the second, you know, the the middle set piece is broadcast <laughs> yeah. to, to many people. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that they can get... A lot of different shots of people <laughs> reacting to sure. it live, just like the yeah. just like the first movie with uh, the webcam. So, which that's a crime, by the that's <laughs> very that's revenge porn. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so, the first American Pie, uh, how does how does that open? That opens with Jim, uh, Jason Biggs, uh, masturbating. Yeah, he's watching porn. Yeah, and he grabs the tube sock, right? Yeah, because he's going to yeah. Uh, you know, ejaculate into the, <laughs> the tube sock. Right. And then uh, he puts a pillow over his boner. Sure. And then his parents walk in. It, it, he should be mentioned, too, that, and this is something that maybe a younger listener who may go back and watch America Pie if they haven't seen it might not understand, is he's watching like scrambled porn on the yeah, TV, that's right. which he, is not a thing anymore. Yeah. He um, finds it on a a, a, you know, a foreign channel or... Yeah, like, there used to be these things called black boxes, which uh-huh. would, like, let you steal cable channels and yeah. basically, like, um, hack your hack your cable box to give you more channels and you could just buy them from sketchy guys on the internet or early mm-hmm. days of the internet or, just, I don't know, maybe your parents just knew a guy. Um, I don't know. We had one. I don't know where my dad got it. Uh, I don't think I ever had scrambled, uh, you know, stolen cable. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I remember it as a, a thing, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, I've seen the cable guy, so yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, so yeah, he's, he's watching it on a, a scrambled channel, so he, he can't see anything, he can't make anything out but it, you, you hear the like moaning yeah and that's that's like what jim's uh about to masturbate yeah to. and you hear one of the porn actors say something like uh oh, spank my hairy ass <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> not something you'd probably actually hear in, in a porno uh, but in like a comedy version of a right porno and yeah. his parents are like coming in to say good night to him right <laughs> yeah and then like yeah that's right and they catch him and, like, pull the pillow off yeah. and see what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. See that he has a, an erection. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that scene is very similar to the first scene in American Pie 2. Right. Which, in you know, Jim is a lot older now. He's in college. 
and he's uh, having an, an intimate moment with his new girlfriend, I guess, or just uh, someone he's seeing. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, they're talking about how they haven't had sex. Yeah, it just kind of jumps right into this. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this character never comes back. So no. It's just for this scene. Yeah, Jim and another girl. Uh, or, you know, they're doing it. And then <laughs> Eugene Levy is uh, coming to visit Jim uh, on, you know, in college. And you got me straight tripping, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's just coming to say hi. And then uh, he gets uh, the... Uh, the maintenance guy to let him into Jim's dorm, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then walks in and sees them, you know, having sex. And mm-hmm. it's... He drops know, the beers. Drops the beers. He brings him beers because he said that's what his old man did on yeah. his uh, last day of the first semester of college. Right. I don't remember exactly what, yeah. how he phrases it, but he just said, that's what I did with my old man. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Eugene Levy, uh, funny in these movies? What do you think? I would say... Uh, kinda? Pretty, kind of funny, yeah. Yeah, overused, though. Yeah. Especially in the second one. They did the Stifler thing, where it's like, oh, Jim's yeah. dad really led to some he funny it. moments. Yeah. The test so, audience has really circled his name. Yeah, <laughs> and so we gotta have, like, twice as much of him in the sequel. Um, and I think maybe that's the wrong uh, route yeah. to take. Um, especially Stifler. Less so Jim, less so Jim's dad, Eugene Levy. Like, he's a pretty veteran comedy actor. He's pretty reliably funny most of the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he makes the most of what, what he's got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stifler, not so much. Yeah, that's the big opening set piece. Jim gets caught having sex by his parents, and then the uh, his girlfriend's parents Natalie. also, <laughs> yeah, also walk there. in. So it's a big, you know, sitcom moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's a line that made your dad laugh, right? Uh, yes. And that is when uh, Eugene Levy walks in and he... Uh, oh, he says to the uh, the girl's parents, uh, oh, I didn't get her name, but hopefully my son did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he delivers it better than I did. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, that made my dad laugh when I saw this in theaters, <laughs> uh, I think opening night in 2001. Uh, yeah, my dad really laughed at his character's lines. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely I- the penis cream uh, <laughs> line. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's from another, another, uh, mirror gag in this movie, right? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, jumping ahead a little bit, but there's a, the, the big set piece in the middle of the movie, uh, should we describe it? Well, let's, I guess let's go in order. Okay. Let's do the, um, the, the, the public the public gag, I guess, is before. Oh, that, right, 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 yeah. So, in the first, it's Amer- like a rule book for these movies. Yeah, I guess. I guess how we can kind of do American Pie Two is we can talk about just. We'll just talk about the ways where it just 
repeats the first movie. Yeah. Um, Which is everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to go we don't have to go plot through the entire plot yeah. as it happens. Uh, um but but maybe we should like describe the the basic plot, right? That they Yeah, uh, sure. Uh that uh the movie starts with the, you know, the four friends kind of meeting up after their first semester in college, and they decide that they want to have a, a fun summer and rent a cabin on w- Lake... Uh, one of the lakes. One of the Great Lakes. One of the Great Lakes, even though it's all filmed in Long Beach. <laughs> yeah, I think I looked up the cabins were, like, in Malibu. Okay, because we we were watching it, we weren't sure like where the actual cabins yeah. were located, but all the like home stuff is Long Beach, Seal Beach. It's right around here, um, and that's true even in like the third movie. <laughs> like, right, one of the houses is in North Long Beach. Um, yeah, so yeah, like we don't live too far from Jim's house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Could go see it. Yeah, I mean, that neighborhood does, uh, you know, elaborate Christmas lights every year, and I, uh, you know, I drive by there every year. It's also uh, Donnie Darko's house is over there. Uh, well, it's not Donnie, is it? Uh, Donnie Darko's uh, house Patrick and, and Patrick Swayze's oh, house. They're okay, all, both of them. all over there, not, not too far from where we live. That's a movie, we can talk about it a little bit when we do the Mothman episode, just because... I think. Donnie Darko. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking about Donnie Darko when I was watching Mothman. Yeah. Uh, I think we can do a Donnie Darko episode because I, I mean, I can double check that, the but DVD I think the, the DVD would have had to have come out in 2002. Yeah, probably. Uh, we yeah. can double check, but there's some similarities, right? That's what you're going to say. Yeah. Just kind of the psychological thriller genre kind of, yeah. kind of got, got hot again for a little bit. Probably yeah. on the success of Donnie Darko, so that yeah. was like what I was thinking about when I was watching Mothman. Yeah, well, okay, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to <laughs> yeah, Mothman. Yeah, we're, 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 we're jumping getting, ahead. We're getting too excited about Mothman. Uh, we got to wait for Dennis. That's right. So that that's pretty much the basic plot, right? Is that they they just rent a beach house, and uh, is there really anything more to it? They uh, uh, well, it's the four of them, and then. Of course, uh, Kevin has some line like, well, we needed some more fun or something. And Stifler shows up. So Stifler uh, comes with. Oh, they needed uh, more funds, like oh, F-U-N-D-S, oh, to okay. pay for the beach house. Was it money? I, for yeah. some reason, I thought he just like, wanted to spice it up. <laughs> spice bit. it up. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's because no, that makes more sense. Stifler had money. Yeah, it makes more sense. got rich parents. That's right. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if that... Was that like part of some tradition that uh, Kevin's older brother... Uh, who is Casey Affleck? <laughs> suggested. <laughs> suggested. Like, they um, always rented a cabin. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is, because doesn't Casey Affleck have, like, a... He's got cameos cameo in the first two movies. Right. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Pretty good Casey That's my Affleck. Casey Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, probably, uh, alleged sex offender. Or, uh... 
sexual har- harasser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's my Casey Affleck voice. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So I think you're right. I think I think it is suggested by. Yeah, because I, I'm pretty sure there's like pictures of Casey Affleck and his friends like at the beach house. That yeah. Or like in the book or. Yeah. Shown it to us at some point. Yeah. Um, the book of something. That's the book of love. For some reason important <laughs> in these movies. It's the book of love. They yeah. made a whole uh, straight-to-video movie about oh, it. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so they they rent this cabin and shenanigans ensue. Right. Yeah. right. Stifler gets in the mix. And, and they also have to, like, get summer jobs. Yeah. To, like, pay for this cabin, which right. you'd think they wouldn't have risked because what happens if you can't get a job like in time to pay for the cabin right so the summer job they get is uh they get a job as house painters yeah yeah which doesn't seem like an easy job to just get right do they have any work (laughs) samples (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they just they all get a job painting a house i wouldn't let these like four like college <laughs> freshmen just paint my house yeah. if I had a house uh, just somewhere on Lake Michigan or wherever this m- movie's taking place so, somewhere in in uh, northern Michigan yeah, yeah. Uh, which leads us into the like the middle set piece of the movie right right so one of the neighbors. Um, Next door to the house they're painting. Well, not one of the neighbors. The neighbors next door to the house they're painting um, is two hot women. Yeah. Two hot chicks. Yeah. Just like, whoa, baby. And they're always (laughs) together. Yeah. Which makes them theorize that they might be lesbians. Right. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Which gets Stifler really excited. Stifler's very excited yeah. about this possibility. <laughs> um, and at a certain point, probably after they've seen him once or twice, they decide to break into their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a harmless little B&E. Yeah. Uh, uh, to, uh, because Stifler wants to... I think he just wants proof that they're proof, lesbians. He wants to prove that they're lesbians, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a different time. <laughs> this movie came out <laughs> in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they break into the house. Um, and uh, Jim Jim is reluctant, right? Like, he's like, Stifler, we can't be doing this. We're, we got to get out of here. And then uh, the two women, uh, they're, like, about to come home, right? They're about to come back in. Uh, what, what else happens in this scene? They, uh, Stifler finds a dildo? Yeah, he finds a dildo. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, puts it in his mouth and stuff. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, they come home and then they they catch them. Yeah, so they they break in to find ev- evidence that they Stifler wants to prove they're lesbians, and he finds the dildo. <laughs> and he's like, classic oh. lesbian. <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, here here's the proof right here. Yeah, and then they they come home, and then the uh, the the three guys in the house. Uh, hide in the closet, right? It's it's Jim, Stifler, and Kevin? Finch. Oh, Finch. Yeah. And then Oz is outside on the walkie-talkie. Oz and Kevin, yeah. Oz and Kevin, that's right. Yeah. So they have walkie-talkies in this scene. Yeah. Which is important because this will... Uh, this factors into the... <laughs> <laughs> this makes it a, just basically a skewed version of the the big set piece from the first one. Right. The first one, it was the webcam. The webcam. Which actually got, the link got sent to yeah. huge mailing lists yeah. in the first movie. So, what, what happens in the first movie? Like, so, Jim is uh, tutoring... Uh, a uh, European exchange student played by Shane Elizabeth. Nadia. Nadia. Yeah. Uh, who is going to come over to his house uh, for some tutoring, and uh, <laughs> yeah. she has to change her clothes. Uh, so Jim gets the idea to set up a webcam and uh, record her changing. Right. Right, which is <laughs> very illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Uber illegal. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to root for these guys. And uh, while she's changing, because, or, okay, so I guess you just, they set this up because she says, I'm coming straight from practice or whatever. Something like I'll that. I'll need yeah. to change at your house. He's yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And the next scene, then he's with his friends, Kevin yeah. and uh, Finch, I believe. I don't, or maybe Oz is there. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's with a couple of them. Definitely Kevin's there. And they say, you should film it mm-hmm. and send it to us. With a webcam. With a webcam. Yeah. And so then he sets this up. And then while she's changing, he runs over to Kevin's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. To watch it. But unbeknownst to him. Yeah. When he sends Kevin the email link. Yeah. He accidentally sent it to, to all of these great yeah, balls. Yeah, a very large yeah. email list. Which includes, like, Blink-182 as <laughs> well. <laughs> so in this scene, it, it it cuts to various people watching the, the feed. Right, reacting. Uh, which always reminds me of The Truman Show. Yeah. Which, you know, will cut to people watching the events of the movie often. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it cuts to people watching the... Two very similar films, American Pie and The German <laughs> Show. <Germany>, yeah. <laughs> uh, it cuts to one group of people watching the the feed, and they're played by Blink-182, the whole whole band. Right, and yeah. then some other guy with a monkey right. as well. Uh, no, the monkey is with Blink-182. Yeah, I know, but it's like there's a fourth guy. Oh, and right. the fourth guy has the monkey. Yeah, it's... And uh, then it's... Blink one eighty two, but they're all in that scene, right? Yeah, Mark, Tom, and Travis. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Tom yep. DeLong. Tom DeLong. Hello there. <laughs> I'm in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, 
always disappointed when I found out that he was like because I, I had those albums on yeah. CD. Yeah. I, I never liked his songs. <laughs> when I was a kid. Where are you? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a Tom song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, Skip. The Mark, the Mark Hoppus ones were much better yeah. to me as well. Even back then. Yeah. 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 Um, poor original drummer for Blink-182. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that guy's name. <laughs> yeah. But I think he got dropped right before American Pie came out. Uh-huh. Not that American Pie was like the reason that... You know, Blink-182 took off. No, they were in that movie because they were huge. Because that was, like, right after Enema of the State had come out, I yeah. think. But, uh, yeah. That, that that other drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. So so that was the, the scene. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, you know, the webcast was broadcast to a large group of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh... uh what Nadia uh, starts to in, engage with Jim, right, in some sexual activity. Yeah. Jim pre- <laughs> prematurely ejaculates. Yeah. And that's the big, that's the joke. Yeah, yeah, to the scrutiny of all the viewers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so the, the version of that scene in American Pie 2 is that... Uh, it's this scene where they break into the potential lesbians yeah. home. Uh and what they play like a, like a game of truth or dare. Um and the two women basically coax uh, I don't think it's truth or dare, but I think they just say we'll do yeah, like we'll we'll do whatever you do to each other. Yeah. So they they so Jim and Stifler are like, well, hey, you hot chicks, you make out with each other. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's basically just like, this is the, this is like the sort of, I, we hadn't really even mentioned this, but like Stifler is a clear, like homophobic yeah. character. Some, and this is the height of the like some gay, gay panic. Gay panic. <laughs> in jokes. the movies. Yeah. Uh, maybe not all the movies. No, in three, there's some real yeah. strong gay panic from Stifler. But, um, in this one, this is like the height of it because he's forced to like kiss Jim. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that he can see the two women make out. Yeah. Uh, and the audio of this is broadcast over walkie-talkie channels. Right. They don't... I don't really remember the exact setup for how that's possible. Yeah. Because um, we didn't watch this recently. Right. Full disclosure. Yeah. They weren't... I mean, we watched it in, like, the last year, but not, like... Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't, It wasn't like, 20 years ago that we last watched <laughs> this, but... um but we didn't watch it also, like, last night or yeah. anything. We watched some of it tonight, but, yeah. um... Some key moments. I don't really understand... I don't remember the setup. It doesn't seem possible that they would be broadcasting to, like, a ton of people over the radio. Walkie-talkie. Um, Just he, people in the... Logistically, that doesn't <laughs> seem likely, because they weren't doing that when they just had walkie-talkies for whatever their painting work or whatever they had them for. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I can't remember. Like, I don't know. Somebody, like, turned the dial the wrong way or something. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so it ends when Stifler exposes himself and the women tell them to give each other hand jobs. Yeah. And Finch and Jim leave in disgust. According, <laughs> right. to, according to the spot synopsis here. So, and then yeah. I believe Stifler was so horny at this time that he was mad at them for leaving. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> right. If that's what the synopsis says. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's... I mean, I, I remember that part. He gets yeah. mad at them because they say, fuck this or whatever. Yeah. And I'm out of here. Um, yeah. And that's that scene. Yeah. That's the big... Because the two women were doing increasingly, like, more titillating things <laughs> to one another. Yeah. yeah. And Sifra was like, come on, we almost, we almost had them. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't think they... I, the joke in the movie is I don't think they're actually like lesbians. They were just fucking with them. Yeah, I think uh, that's ultimately and they what we could have easily and should have called the police. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. So that's that big. That's like the middle of the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, um, and then uh, so a few scenes later, uh, Jim what super glues himself, right? Yeah, um, which Stifler like brings them all porn. Yeah, he brings like a big box of like porn VHS. VHS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and some lube. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Uh which is weird. That is like okay. I mean, I guess <laughs> we can say that our friend group has never had like that kind of relationship with each other <laughs> to like yeah. I've never like, brought you a big box of porn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's weird. And maybe we're the weird ones. Maybe we're <laughs> the weird ones cuz that wasn't a relationship, although I don't think so. Um that I it just that always struck me as weird because I I remember watching this and being like that isn't stuff that I like talk about with my <laughs> friends you know <laughs> um, yeah um, uh, so Stifler brings yeah Stifler brings some porn and some lubricant and that basically leads us to a scene where Jim pops in one of these you know VHS pornos pussy palace pussy palace is what it's called and yeah he's like all right well i'll you know i'll jerk off now but yeah. uh he uh he doesn't pick up the lubricant he picks up a uh a tube of super glue super glue because he was gluing together a, a lamp that he broke so he picks that up um and then he glues his hand to his penis yeah yeah and he has to call his dad <laughs> And go to the emergency room. Yeah. Uh, but in between that is a lot of Jim, you know, kind of fumbling around the house. and Breaking stuff. Breaking stuff and crawling on the the, the roof of the house. Uh, and this, I guess, is just a... Uh, this, this is essentially the Jim fucks a pie scene, right? In that he, you know, gets... He finds himself in an, in an embarrassing situation. Yeah, and his dad catches him. There. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. is there to observe? Right. Yeah, because uh, in the first movie, after he catches him, 
Jim's dad <laughs> just says, well, we'll just tell your mother that we ate it all, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess we're expecting that people listening to this would know what happens in the first American Pie. So Jim, that's the big scene in that movie, is that yeah. Jim has sex with a pie because... Because Oz says it's like warm apple yeah. pie. Sex is like warm apple pie. Yeah, because Jim asks him what it's like. Yeah. And that's how he describes it. Yeah. So. And then so later in the movie, when he sees a pie just sitting on his kitchen counter, because his mom makes a fresh pie and then immediately leaves. Yeah. There's like a fucking note next to it. It says yeah. like, oh, I had to go. Here's a pie when Jim gets home yeah. from school. And then Jim sees the pie and there's like, a porno music cue. Yeah, Jim doesn't think through the fact that his parents will ask, what happened to that pie I made? <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat an entire pie? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the the super glue scene is basically yeah, I guess more or less that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sort of the, the signature... Jim embarrasses himself sexually and has yeah. to deal with his dad reacting to it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah. His dad drives him to the emergency room. Yeah. Uh, and then when he's going back in the house, that's where the... They, they have, like, an emotional moment, right? Like, yeah, his dad just kind of, like, tells him that he knows what it was like to be young. And yeah. Stuff like, like that. And did not feel so you embarrassed. Know, these things happen. Yeah. And then at the very end, <laughs> he, uh, he says, uh, oh, don't forget your penis cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that's what he got from the the doctor <laughs> to apply to his uh, right penis wound. Right. Yeah. And my dad uh, thought that scene was very funny. That line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well... Some other stuff, I guess, that happens in this movie that, uh, I guess we can talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a handful of things, uh, like the PD stuff. Not great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so what's that plot thread? Like, uh, Jim consults with Michelle played by Allison Hannigan. Jim is Jim has to know if he was any good sexually the first time they had yeah, sex. He, so he goes to band camp where Michelle is, of course, because she talked about that in the first movie. That's yeah. where she is now. Um to ask her. Um and in order to kind of infiltrate infiltrate, he has to dress in like band attire, band attire, in yeah. in like the camp gear, and he's mistaken for a um, mentally challenged student named Petey. Named Petey, um, and then he has to perform a trombone solo <laughs> <laughs> on stage <laughs> as Petey. Yeah. Um, so you, you know you can you can kind of fill in the gaps of what yeah. that's like. It's. I will say it's, like, not the worst um, portrayal of, like, a mentally challenged person by someone who's not mentally challenged from this era, but it's still, <laughs> eh, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. Uh, there, yeah. there is a funny, like, factoid about that scene 
which uh, we made sure to watch, but the conservative uh, radio pundit guy, pundit, yeah, dickhead, uh, Ben Shapiro is actually in that scene. He's just, like, in the audience yeah. like, as an extra. I don't know. I don't know why he was there for that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's him. Like, I've, I've read about it on the internet. And then and then we uh, we spotted him. The kid, He gets not, like, a close-up, but, like, it, it shows, like, three or four audience members. And he's yeah. clearly him. It's like a, a medium close-up. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's kind of a weird... That's like a weird footnote about this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, just, uh, which I didn't know until you... I think you brought this up on a previous episode. Uh, did I bring that? Well, okay. I guess it's so weird that I like telling people about it because it's so strange. <laughs> like, hey, do you know Ben Shapiro's in American Pie 2? <laughs> I think on the uh, Orange County episode, we talked oh, about okay. where... Uh, we talked about where teen comedies were at in right. this uh, okay. point in time. And okay. Then, yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that. Well, I guess it's kind of like my ZZ Top fact, which I tell people all the time. What's that? <laughs> you didn't have to. You didn't have to set me up, but uh, ZZ Top famously has three members, right? Yeah. Two of them have <laughs> large beards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third one, who doesn't have a beard, name... What, what's his name? <laughs> it's Frank Beard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I love that fact. I love telling people that fact. Um, so, all right. Um, so, yeah, there's the, the, the peaty stuff in American Pie that's not yeah. good. Um, he uh, has to go to the band camp a couple of times. Yeah. Because uh, I think he goes back... He comes back at night because Michelle tells him, come come back later after the Petey thing so he can... She can actually talk to him. Yeah. Less people around. Um, and at one point, like, he puts a trombone in his ass. Yeah, she I, puts... Yeah, she slips a trombone up his butt. Uh, right. Uh... Which I can't remember the reason why. Uh, um, yeah, it's some <laughs> sexual thing. It, yeah. It's sexual in nature. Uh, um, and then and then the the what the the band camp counselor. Yeah, who's just like walking around with like a flashlight, yeah. looking for people who should be sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Uh, sees the trombone sitting there. Yeah, and then, that was in. Uh, Jim's ass, and then yeah, and then yeah. He, then he uses it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yep, that's a joke. Uh, that's definitely a joke. Um, uh, there's some other stuff with Michelle. Like she's basically tutoring Jim because Nadia is coming back. Yeah, for Not, the summer. Yeah, and Jim really wants to. Uh, Please, Nadia, sexually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's tutoring him on sex stuff. Yeah. Um, eventually, she... They, like, pretend to be dating, right? They pretend to be dating uh, to make Nadia jealous. To Nadia. Yeah. yeah. 
And um, then, then they do like a big fake breakup. Yeah. And then that's when Jim gets to make his move on Nadia. Right. Because it's at this big like end of the summer party that they're having. Yeah. When she's there and she sees them break up and then and then Jim realizes that he's actually in love with yeah, he ultimately realizes that Michelle is the the one for him. Right. And Michelle Branch is playing over the <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the song. We should we should after we finish we should go over the soundtrack. Yeah, we should definitely go extremely two thousand one soundtrack. Um, so yeah, they they get together because Jim realizes he loves her. Michelle had already realized she fell in love with Jim because she kind of reluctantly went through with the whole like breakup thing. Yeah, but she thought that's what Jim wanted, so she did it. Um. Oh, and the Sherman. Oh, the Sherman with Nadia. Yeah, uh, Sherman. Uh, we didn't really explain his character from yeah, the first movie. He's like a he's a super nerd. Like compared comparatively to even our main nerds in the first movie. Yeah, um, who just like lies about having sex with women and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he has, like, a, a monologue that he has memorized, right, to impress people. Yeah, that it's... Is, <laughs> that is just uh, taken from... Terminator the, 2. The, yeah, Terminator 2. Yeah. And he calls himself the Shermanator. Yeah, because his yeah. name is Sherman. Um, yeah, so that character returns in this movie, because he was, like, the source of some laughs in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Shermanator... Has sex with Nadia or yeah. hooks up with her, whatever. Um, trying to think what else we can talk about here. Because um, we're basically at the pretty much the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, Kevin gets all pissy because Tara Reed brings a date to yeah. the party. He like runs out to the beach and they have to go get him. <laughs> and uh, then that's when that's when uh d- doesn't Kevin return to their old high school campus? Right? No, no. That's not No, he just goes that that would be like forty minutes away. <laughs> I could have sworn that happened. Uh I don't see that here and I don't recall it. This just says he storms off onto the beach. Mm. Maybe he goes back. Maybe to that's campus. in the first one. Might be in three or four. Maybe. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I don't watch three or four that often. I've only <laughs> seen those two once. Um. Well, no, because it's definitely not because they go get him, and then that's when uh, yeah the song plays. What song is that? It, it's a funny. It's a funny needle drop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I. I always remember that Kevin like gets really emotional <laughs> and leaves, and they have to go retrieve him. Well, anyway, he has to come back to the party. Yeah, and then he does, and he like tries to be cool with Vicky's boyfriend or date. Yeah. And then they end up hitting it off and just, like, hanging out while her date passes out. Mm. I remember that. Um, yeah. Finch. 
Oh, yeah, Finch is, like, practicing Tantra this entire movie. Yeah, that's a plot, uh, I guess. That's <laughs> a plot point. Um, yeah, and then and then he has sex with Stifler's mom again at the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah, much to Stifler's chagrin. Right. I'm trying to just... I, I just want to, like... Not that any of them are important, but we can kind of wrap up where the characters end up at the end of the movie. Jim and Michelle are together. Yeah. Kevin and Vicky are, like, friends, but not anything. Um, Um, And then uh, Oz and Mina Suvari, whose character name is Heather. That's right. Uh, She, she, earlier on in the movie, is basically... Not written out, but she... uh, her character is sent off to Italy. Is that right? Yeah, she's studying abroad. Somewhere. Yeah, she's studying abroad. Uh, I said this earlier when we were rewatching the movie. Like Mina Savaria probably was working on a different movie at the time, so she was probably just her role was cut down because uh, she's barely in this movie. Yeah, she's in like she she's got a couple like phone sequences. Yeah. Uh, and then she shows up for the big bash at the end. Right. What was Sina, Mina Suvari doing at this time? Like, sugar and loser. spice? <laughs> oh, loser, yeah. Also with Jason Biggs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sugar and spice would have been right around this time period. Uh, let's see, 2001. Oh, she was also in The Musketeer. Mm. Which we probably brought up during the... Uh, Catamone Cristo episode. Right. Um, yeah, and probably around this time she would have been shooting, like, Sunny and Spun, which were a couple of 2002 movies right. that, that uh, she was in. Um, yeah, she was also in American Beauty, in the same year as American Pie. Yeah, so a little earlier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she, she was working a bit more, yeah. I guess, you know, on the heels of those two movies, yeah. she was kind of a breakout, I guess. So probably more so American Beauty, but <clears throat> you know, also yeah. American Pie. So they were like, "We'll just have you on the phone." Yeah, in these movies, in this yeah, movie, exactly. Let's see. Uh, uh, oh, and then I guess okay. So she shows up, and Oz and her whatever. Oz is such a terrible character. <laughs> He's so <laughs> poorly written and underwritten that it's just like, why even bother? Um, uh, oh, and then Stifler has a threesome with the uh, the two women he thought were lesbians. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, for some reason. For some reason, they're yeah. Like that's like one of the most recurring themes in these is that people are inexplicably charmed by Stifler, even mm-hmm. though he's truly yeah. a reprehensible human being, <laughs> like awful. Like that's I mean, all the third one is about, right? Like him and January Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who I did not remember being in that until I rewatched <laughs> it. Um, and the fourth one, he's like the most awful he's ever been somehow, uh, which is. Incredible, considering how terrible he is in all of the other movies. Um, but yeah, that's that's American Pie too. Yeah, mostly just a retread of the first one. I mean, that's all it really is. Yeah. Uh, 
so what what is like the last uh, scene of this movie? The, uh, the boy is just Finch and parting ways. It's like Finch and Stifler, or not Finch. Finch and Stifler's mom having sex in the car, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, they, they leave mm-hmm. the rest of the guys, and Stifler asks, "Hey, who was that?" Yeah, and the other guys tell them or tell Stifler, "Oh, it was someone looking for the lake." Yeah, and Stifler's like, "It's right there." Um, <laughs> Which got a big laugh in my uh, my uh, my audience, right? Yeah, uh, and then and then it cuts to uh, Stifler's mom and uh, Finch having sex. That's right. Yeah, people really like Stifler in uh, in my theater. Yeah, well, I mean, in '99 and 2001, yeah, Stifler was the guy. Yeah. I think if you made this movie like exactly the same now, well, you'd be insane. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Stifler. I think Stifler would be seen for um, basically being a predator, which is what he is. Uh, and that's the thing that's craziest about the fourth movie, which is made, you know, obviously much later. Yeah. Like they don't really even. I mean. Everyone thinks Stifler's a creep, but they thought he was a creep in all of them. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's an actual criminal. <laughs> and especially in the fourth movie, he commits crimes. Um, I don't really remember the fourth one that well. No. I saw it, uh, like, opening night. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> by myself, actually. Maybe we'll do an episode on American Reunion. Yeah. Probably not, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go over the soundtrack first? Or you want to give this a great? Uh, let's yeah, let's talk about the soundtrack. Yeah, maybe that will sway my uh, my grading. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, lot, two some forty one songs. I know that flavor of the week by American Hi Fi. Oh wow! Yeah, what a, what a year. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, mean, that's a band name I haven't thought of. <laughs> yeah. In, well, uh, they were a true one-hit wonder. Yeah. Some 41, you can say, at least had two hits. Uh, American <laughs> Hi-Fi really only had the one. Oh, man. Um, Hashpipe by Weezer, which yep. was pretty popular right at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Everywhere by Michelle Branch. Yeah. Uh, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> Uh, that was used during the uh, uh, the glue scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, "Want You Bad" by The Offspring, mm-hmm. which was a popular song because it was also in Tomcats yeah. advertising quite right. a bit, uh, and in the movie Tomcats. Um, uh, Blake One Eighty Two, right? Yeah, there's got to feel like Blink One Eight Two was the used in the beginning, the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lit was on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. of course. Into Deep and Fat Lip mm-hmm. uh, by Sum Forty One. Every time I look for you by Blink One Eighty Two. 
Uh, one of the big, like, sad songs was Three Doors Down. Be like that. <laughs> also, Three Doors Down was in the... They used some of their songs in the first movie, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, cool time for music totally, in, in yeah. movies. Uh, another lit song. Um, two Oldeander songs. You remember the band Oldeander? Or no? I mean, by it's name. De- defensible if you don't. Uh, yeah, what was what was their hit? Could you tell me? <laughs> I'd have to look. Let's see. Oldeander. It's probably some Oleander fans listening to this. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Obviously, it was this song. Why I'm here? I don't know that song off the top of my head. No, definitely I'm sure not. if I heard it, maybe I would uh, recognize it. But that's what it says. I don't know. Uh, Uncle Cracker is on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Uh, Green Day, of course. What, which Uncle Cracker song? Uh, I'm gonna split this room in half. Mm. Don't know that, that one. Was, that wasn't his big song. No. That was What It's Like, right? No, that What It's Like is not Uncle Cracker, right? <laughs> uh, it's not. <laughs> uh... We can maybe edit out some of this, but... uh, No, that's Everlast. Everlast, yes. Right. Everlast, who I have met. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Something like... uh, Back to you? Down to you? Follow me. Follow me. That's the... That was the big Uncle Cracker song that I'm thinking of. You could play it if you want. We can edit it out of the... Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. That was a big hit. Yeah. Follow me was I'm, his big I'm sure hit. I, I'm sure I would know it if I heard it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the stuff on the soundtrack that we've heard of. There's a few other ones, like the Lemonheads cover of uh, Mrs. Robinson yeah, is Mrs. on there. Yeah, Mrs. Robinson. Um... Yeah, it's definitely a memorable 2001 soundtrack. Yeah. It, it it doubles up on uh, American Hi-Fi and Sum 41, which is funny because I couldn't tell you the other American Hi-Fi song if you no. had a gun to my <laughs> head. But I could definitely tell you two Sum 41 songs. But uh, uh, I, you know... <laughs> Embarrassed to say this, but I had that CD. The so American did I. Yeah. CD. So did I. No, I could not tell you yeah. another no. song off that album. That was at a time when I would buy CDs of bands like that that had a hit, and I would just listen to the one song, even though I had the entire CD. Yeah. Um, it's funny that this movie came out in like 2001, and like, I don't know, music mainstream music was starting to get a little bit cooler with like the strokes and stuff like that yeah and this movie didn't have any no this it was still like the trl pop punk stuff this had a bad soundtrack yeah but uh, of its time yeah totally i mean it adds to the sort of like uh, inexplicable charm of the movie which 
This movie does have some. Which, I mean, we kind of just the way we described it makes it sound yeah, bad, inexplicable indeed. Because if you said, "Hey, let's watch American Pie 2 right now," I'd say, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly." I mean, it's a movie I've watched in the last year, yeah, uh, and have watched more than a handful of times. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, kind of similar to the Orange County soundtrack. Yeah, Orange County one, I think. Uh, that at least had uh, Phantom Planet. Yeah, I was a huge Phantom Planet fan in 2002. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, well. Uh, yeah, I I bought this movie on DVD. Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I had it. Yeah. yeah. I rode my bike to Warehouse and bought the DVD. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember where I would have gotten it. Uh, probably Target. Yeah. I bought a lot of movies and stuff from Target. Yeah. Or I think I think what it really was was Target was a place that my parents would have to go to for various things, mm-hmm. and that was a good place for me to be able to sneak in a movie purchase. Yeah, with the rest of the items, not sneak in. I would like ask, but you know, like I'd be able to say, "Hey, can can I add this to the cart?" Yeah, you know. Uh. This may be an obscure reference, but at the this time, uh, Warehouse did this thing where they would let you trade in uh, three used DVDs, and you could get one new DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I think we both did this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember and that promo. do that every Tuesday, new release Tuesday. Nice. And I think American Pie 2 was one of those. One movies. of your free movies. Yeah. It's kind of a that was kind of a bad <laughs> promo because you could really you could really come up with three shitty ones. Although I guess DVDs were valued a lot more than they are now. Back then, maybe yeah. yeah. But yeah, it would just be like, well, here's three shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I did take advantage of that. Uh, this so. is a tough one to grade. This movie. Yeah, because uh, it's bad. It's a bad movie, uh-huh. but it holds a special place. I guess. I mean, we kind of just... The way we described it for the last, like, hour or so, like, doesn't make it sound good. No. Uh, I think... I'm not, I'm not going to think about it too much. I'm just going to come out and say... C. Yeah. I was thinking C-, minus, but <laughs> C- I think I think C is good. Um, because... Because it's a movie that I've seen several times. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it, basically. Yeah. Or if you didn't grow up in the era that it would have been popular. Yeah. If you don't think it would have any kind of nostalgic value, then... Yeah. Because yeah, that's really the only thing carrying it, is yeah. that it has that kind of nostalgia. Yeah. So, uh, so C, C is fine. Keeping that in mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. C. It's bad, but it... it, it Holds a, a small sliver of our hearts. Yeah. I, yeah, I just remember where where I was at that time. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a tattoo, I guess. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, sure. Remember when I what I was like when I got it? What you were going through? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's do a little box office and stuff. Okay. Uh, even though this is a home video edition, it's, it's 
impossible really to like get any kind of like home video sales information. Right. It probably did okay. I'm I don't sure I don't did. know that, but I'm sure it did. I'm sure. But also like it's so difficult to like contextually place a home video sale because <laughs> this movie's been available for 20 years and it's like uh, a movie that came out last <laughs> week obviously isn't going to top it, you know, so it's it's like how do how would we even no, none of those figures really mean anything. Right. But box office is, you know, fairly easy to understand. Yeah. Um, so this had a budget of about $30 million. So pretty cheap. Made Wow. Made really? Pretty cheap. Okay. Yeah. Um, which obviously $30 million is a lot for some movies. Yeah. But for a major studio tentpole yeah. sequel, it's cheap. Wow. Um, Opening weekend, it opened at number one, of course. That makes uh, sense. And uh, made $45 million opening weekend. Not bad. Wow. Pretty That's good. pretty good. I mean, that it did about 1.5 times its budget. It ended up going on to gross $145 million here in the States. Internationally added $142 million, so it even did pretty well. Worldwide, and it made about two hundred eighty-seven million dollars. So this movie yeah. was a hit. Yeah, I don't. Interesting time that a movie. There was a time when a movie like this would make almost three hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah. yeah, I mean it. It felt like a big deal at the time. Yeah, oh, and it was for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think you could listen to this and listen to us describe it and think like. Why would that have ever been a big deal? Yeah. But it was. It was. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm sure it sounds stupid, and it was. But like, even the third one was kind of a big, yeah, performer. Yeah, I mean, okay, we're, we're never going to talk about the other American Pie movies yeah. again. So like, let me look up the third one's <laughs> uh, box office stuff, which I saw in theaters twice for some reason. Uh, the third one's. Pretty bad. Yeah. Third one, though, fun note, is directed by Bob Dylan's son. Yeah. Jesse, Jesse Dylan. Yeah. Director of How High. Yeah. And Kicking and Screaming. Not the Noah Baumbach <laughs> right. one. Yeah. The family soccer comedy with Will Ferrell. Um, decidedly less of a hit. Uh, well... It still did pretty well. It had an estimated budget, American Wedding, of fifty-five million. So, pretty That's, pretty big yeah. jump. Um, made only about thirty-three million its opening weekend. Yeah, uh, still went on to make one hundred and four, and then gross two thirty-two worldwide. So, still pretty pretty decent. Um, I think. <laughs> Reunion is kind of when the wheels fall off a little bit, at least here in the States. Um, it's, it's This is such a weird box office. This is for the weekend that American Wedding came out? This is for, No, this is for Reunion. Sorry, oh, I was okay. just going straight to Reunion. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, four is a weird one, because... It had about a fifty million dollar budget. It only made twenty one million its opening weekend, and it only ended up grossing fifty seven million total uh-huh. in the states. So compared to the other ones, that's like half. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing about American Reunion to me, though, 
is it still made $235 million worldwide. So internationally, this movie was a hit. <laughs> the fourth one, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, the Easily the worst one, in my opinion. Oh, by far. I just don't understand. Like, the UK and Germany loved this movie. <laughs> it, what? <laughs> it seems weird to me. Uh, it would have still been like... I remember it being terrible. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, all the American Pie, the four theatrical ones, uh, made money. Uh, it squeaked by with the fourth one, at least in the States, but then it made a ton of money internationally. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't gotten another one. Maybe they just didn't want to bank on international success, or maybe maybe... It's possible some other company owns, like, the international distribution, so Universal yeah. doesn't want to bankroll a, a fifth movie knowing that some other company is the only one that's going to earn profit off of it. Um, what uh, What do you think America Pie 2 uh, got on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I would say not very high, but also not very low. Uh, I'd say somewhere in the middle, like, maybe, like, uh, 40, 44%. A uh, little low. 52. Higher than 52. I would have guessed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would have guessed more negative. Yeah. Especially in 2001, where <laughs> film critics were a little, like, stuffier than yeah. they are now. There were more real critics on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's something we've talked about a few times. Yeah. Where there's a lot more, like, movie <laughs> blogs and stuff that appear on there. Yeah. Guys with YouTube shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, Metacritic, uh, got a guess for that? Uh, let me think about this. Uh, 55. Too high. That's 43. So you basically... Wow. You flipped them. Uh, yeah, so... Didn't get great reviews, but... Uh, yeah. but Not great, but not terrible. But better than I, I would have guessed, actually. Yeah. Um, you want to hear something wild, though? Yeah. You want to know what the Metacritic score for the fourth one is? Which we both agree is awful. Yeah. What do you think it is? <laughs> I mean, I would think, just because I think it's a much worse movie than two, that it would be lower, like, somewhere like uh, 38, but uh, I'm guessing it's not what I'm thinking. It's 49. Wow. It's um, it's higher than this movie. Yeah. Which is inaccurate. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, much worse. Yeah, uh... The whatever magic or whatever you would call it was completely gone by that point. Right. So uh, to suggest that the fourth one is better in any way is uh, false. Yeah. They. Uh, how was the third one reviewed? Not very well, right? Um. Yeah, I think about the same. I yeah. want to guess maybe a little worse. So, the Rotten Tomatoes for the third one was 54%, mm-hmm. and I think the Metacritic's in the 40s also. Yeah. Um, and then Reunion, the fourth one, 
is 45%. Ah. Still way higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, that's pretty uh, strange, considering that I, I think it's very much the worst of the, the mm-hmm. series. Oh, easily. Um, well, I guess we can do it. We can, we can end this with a quick series rank. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be easy for us to do. Very easy for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> four, three, two, one, right? Uh, in reverse order, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not the best. Uh, yeah. I think it definitely goes in chronological order. Yeah. 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 One, two, three, four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Travis would disagree because he's a fan of four. He likes, well, I don't know that he's a fan, but I know he likes four more than three. Yeah, and really dislikes three. Yeah, I think I think it's more how much he dislikes three than versus how much he likes four. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he thinks four is, like, good, but I think yeah. he thinks it's better than three. Yeah. Um, yeah, also weird that the Whites brothers directed the first movie. Yeah. Uh, where would this have the first movie be in their career? Uh, was that the first movie they directed? I think it might have been because they were in, uh, they were actors in Chuck and Buck, right? Which was 2000, right? Um, that would have been right after American Pie 1. And then yeah. they did About a Boy in 02. There is a movie in between there, though, that I didn't realize they directed. In between what? American Pie and About a Boy. Uh, so, yeah, this was their first movie that they got to direct. Uh, then they directed Down to Earth with Chris Rock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, in 2001. Uh, so the year that American Pie 2 came out, they were mm. doing that. Yeah. Um, then they did About a Boy, which is, I think, their first movie that's, like, them as artists. Yeah. Sort of. Which is, uh... Flexing a little. A uh, big crowd pleaser. Right. Yeah. And that's a movie we'll talk about on this show. Yeah. Um, and they did In Good Company, 2004. Yeah. And then, uh, American Dreams? Dreams with, with, a, with a Z. Z, yeah. Yeah. Also with Chris Klein, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... And then Paul White's directed Little Fockers in 2010. Yeah. And then one of them directed Being Flynn. Yeah, Paul. Paul. Paul White's also directed the Kevin Hart movie Fatherhood on Netflix. Okay. Movie I out this year. have no idea what that is. <laughs> first, first I've heard of that. Uh, it's a movie from this year. Um, and it, it's out or it's coming out? I think it's out. I think it's okay. on Netflix right now. It says comedy drama, so I yeah. don't know if it's that, Kevin Hart attempting to act a little more. Yeah. That makes me feel out of touch to have never heard of a movie <laughs> that... Uh, starring Kevin Hart, directed by Chris or Paul? That's Paul. Paul. Uh, Chris is also kind of went on a 
they, they, their last movie they directed together was actually about a boy. Okay. So Paul directed the, those other ones, uh, and then Chris, Chris started directing himself also as like kind of a weird career. He did the golden compass that, uh, yeah, that's right. Based on Daniel novel. Craig. Yeah. Uh, he did the Twilight Saga New Moon. Wow. So he went off in a, a YA yeah. direction. Uh, and then he directed the uh, Demian Bashir movie, A Better Life. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I hadn't thought of that in a while. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, he also did a Netflix movie. Uh, last one was 2018 Operation Finale with Oscar Isaac and Ben Kingsley. Don't know what that is. That, uh, I think that was released theatrically. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's on Netflix now. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, that's I do remember I that. Okay. Yeah. Well, he directed that. Okay. Weird careers for those guys. Yeah. Maybe they should have just kept working with each other. Yeah. <laughs> they could have made smarter choices. I don't know. Strange that they were both actors in Chuck and Buck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think I think I'm tapped out on American Pies. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to touch on? Um. No, nothing I can think of. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be back to talk about. Yeah. Next. Next week, um, which would have been our off week, we'll have an episode on Mothman, Prophecies, and Storytelling. Kind of yeah. like back on schedule. Back to a proper episode. And then the week after that, to stick with the schedule, we'll have the Walk to Remember episode. So yes. basically, we'll be on your feeds for the next three weeks instead of every other week. Yeah. Um, and then after that... We're getting into February. Yeah, then we finally made it to February. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving right along with this odyssey. Yeah, uh, slowly but surely. So we, we've got three movies to go before we reach February. Uh, yeah. Three movies, two episodes. Three movies, two episodes, and unless we do a home video one in there. But that, if we do a home video one, that wouldn't take the place. Uh, we probably won't. Just because that'll be like right around Christmas, and we also just did an extra one here, so probably not. But um, we we might do a home video episode between uh, January and February of two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That that could be fun. Maybe like a a wrap up one. Yeah, some of the stuff. yeah, and then then after that we get into February, which uh, it's got some interesting movies. In yeah, there. I'm I'm looking forward to February. Yeah, I'm I I, I was uh, I was googling premieres the other day uh-huh. from some of these movies that we're going to talk about. Found some good pictures from the Big Fat Liar premiere. <laughs> <laughs> the picture yeah. I posted on Instagram of. Uh, Paul Giamatti at the Big Fat Liar premiere, and he's got a big stain on his shirt. <laughs> Man, I uh, can't tell you how excited I am to talk about Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar is one I'm excited about, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that that takes me back. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's a actually that two eight February eighth is mm-hmm. a fun day because Big Fat Liar comes out. Also, Collateral Damage comes out, which is not a good movie, but there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And then Rollerball with Chris Klein comes out. Yeah, Rollerball. I can't can't wait to talk Klein. And that movie in general. That movie's insane. It's so bad. I think has quite a story. Like, (laughs) uh, quite a production yeah, uh, story to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to say the and least. Talk about absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: Someone went to prison <laughs> because of that movie. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some movies coming out in February. Yeah. And some movies I get to see for the first time, like the Birthday Girl. Uh, I've seen Birthday Girl with Nicole Kidman and yeah. uh, Ben Chaplin, I think. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I've never seen the Britney Spears Crossroads movie, which yeah. we'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the Ralph Macchio no, Crossroads. No. Uh, Hearts War. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Dragonfly mm-hmm. in there. Queen of the Damned. Queen, Queen of the Damned. Um, Super, Super Troopers. Super Troopers, yeah. Yeah, we were just talking, <clears throat> we were just talking about that. Um, so yeah, yeah, some exciting stuff, yeah, on yeah. the horizon. John Q, John Q, <laughs> too, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, some, exci- some exciting stuff, that's, and John Q, yeah, that's what you can look forward to on <laughs> 2002 A Film Odyssey. That's right. Uh, yeah. so yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, Mothman and Storytelling. Yeah, all right, well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you then. Yeah, adios, adios. That's right. That's the sign. <laughs> That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just that at the end. Yeah. Every time. <laughs>